Hey man, how you doing? You good? You all good? This is Khalees. And this is episode two of Khalees Exists. Uh, and it is the 28th of the 12th, 2019. And, oh, sorry, there's a little, little boop. Um, hey, it's good to hear from you guys. Well, you're hearing from me really, aren't you? But it's good to be in your ears again. I've just come back from London. I'm back in Southampton. For any of you that want to stalk or kill me, um... I just moved out of my house. House I love very much. Well, like, I love the people in it, you know. House is a house. It's a good house. But it's the people in it that make it, you know. And it's uh, <laughs> my hallmark wisdom for you. It's the people in the house that make the house. Um, it's true in this case. Uh, lovely people. Some of the best people I've ever met. Uh, and if you're a person who I met before this, don't get jealous, all right? You're good too, all right? Depending on who you are. But, uh... Oh man, they're great. Um, so we left today. It was the final day. I've got to say, man, like cleaning a house, you when you clean your room after you've left it, like after all your stuff is out, it's back in the car, and it's just your mess, and you realise what a pig you are. At least I did. <laughs> I'm like, ah, I am, I am Dirty Khalees. If I don't sort myself out, I'm going to be called Dirty Khalees. I wonder if that's why dirt, like Clay Eastwood and Dirty Harry is called Dirty Harry. I know he says in a macho voice, like, that's why they call me Dirty Harry. Every dirty job there is. But um, I wonder if it's actually because, you know, when he was in the police dorms, uh, police academy, <laughs> he's just like, just crap everywhere, pizza boxes. They're like, oh, what's that smell? Oh, that's Harry again. That's... Dirty Harry, you know they call me that, yeah, because you're dirty, Harry. No, it's because I'm, no, it's because you wear your underpants uh, five times before you wash them. That's not true. I don't wash my underpants. I scrape them off and I put them back on. That's, <laughs> my Clay Eastwood has turned into Batman there. Um, let's face it, that's who, I think Christian Bale was trying to like rip off, right? He's like, i got me hard, so I'm going to try and do a Batman. Hi, I'm Batman. I'm not wearing hockey pants. Which is my favourite line from any Batman movie. <laughs> uh, um, but for everyone I did live with um, in the last house, you know, uh, this song, this next song is for you. I was in a home. No, I'm not actually. <laughs> We're not doing that, all right? Just, no, we're not doing it. Stop it. I know you want it, but you're not getting it, all right? Just just fucking stop it, all right? Okay, I know you don't think I can hear you because you're listening to a recording, but I can. You're not getting me singing, all right? You're not getting a song. So just calm down, all right? You good? All right. <laughs> when I got the train to London this morning, I had this big camping bag, right? Massive one, like the sort of one you wear if you're going into the woods, you know? writing a manifesto and then taking out a small village. Um, <laughs> one of those, a big, a big one. And um, it's because I had some crap that I had to pick up um, from my house, which I was moving out of. And on the train, I had it. I was a, I was a douchebag who had it next to him on the seat, right? Because, you know, I don't want people sitting next to me. Um, <laughs> and uh, yes, I only bought one ticket. So this woman wanted to sit down. She looked a little bit like um, Penelope Amina from Clitus Way. Do you remember her? 
Um, or The Shadow, yeah. <laughs> a superhero film before superhero films were popular. Um, although I guess, actually, technically, please, he's not a superhero. He's actually a, a pop novel uh, or pop fiction character. And no, not the film book version. All right, mate. All right, back off. Oh. <laughs> so, Penelope and Moore. I sit down, move my bag. Right, big heavy bag. Anyway, she sat next down next to me. Oh, I felt bad for her, right? Because I was tired. I kept falling asleep. Right. The problem is, I'm not. I don't think I'm one of those sleepers who sort of, you know, if you're sat next to someone on a train and they fall asleep and they start to lean on you, it's very and you feels really heavy weight on you, <laughs> and you have to do like nudge them. They keep waking up and go, oh, oh, sorry, and then they do it again and again until you know you break the neck. Uh, put a blanket over the head, um, and when the ticket person goes by, he goes, "You go, please don't disturb, disturb my friend. He's dead tired." Yeah, you know we all do that, and um, <laughs> you know that scene in Commando is like, you know, we've all been there. Um, that's why it's so relatable, Commando. Anyway, I when I fall asleep, I'm not a leaner, but I am a talker, right? And it, it is definitely. I'm sure it's embarrassing for anyone who's had to share a bed with me. Um, <laughs> for any previous partners who've had to listen to me, listen to me say stuff like, um, this is stuff I say in my sleep. Uh, I've not seen it, but apparently it's shit. <laughs> I've been told I said that in my sleep. Um, I once in my sleep. Um, Johnson, if you're listening, uh, this is for you. Once in my sleep, I said, um, <laughs> uh Steve Gerard, Gerard is better than Frank Lampard. <laughs> I don't think I said it with that much tune in my uh, when I was sleeping, but I did say it. <laughs> um, but it is true, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's bad on a train, right? So, um, like ages ago, I remember I fell asleep on a train, and I had a dream where I was like eating a cake. Okay. And then I wake up and I realise I've got my hand in front of me and I'm eating an imaginary cake. <laughs> and I look to the zone of some bloke looking at me just like, what the fuck did I just see? Um, and I'm pretty sure I did that today, right? For nostalgic reasons, I've been watching the old uh, Hercules TV series. If you remember that the one, uh, Sam Raimi produced one um, where Hercules just... Every episode, he's traveling around the world, never has a bag, uh, and just wears one pair of leather slacks and, uh, or chaps, I guess, and um, a yellow vest. That's it. That's, <laughs> that's all he needs, apparently. So I know he has super strength, but like, does he have super hygiene? I don't know. He'd have to, to only wear one set of clothes. Although, I guess because he's so like toned, people want to see him naked. So maybe he does it because he's like, well, when I'm in the laundrette, they want me to just take my clothes off and wash it anyway because they want to see my how buff I am, you know? I'm Hercules. So maybe that's why. Um, something I realised about that show, right, is... Uh, um, yeah, something I realised about that show is there's something really realistic in it, right? And it's the way he acts. Whenever someone comes up to him and they go, oh, Hercules, can you help me, right? Instead of, like, the traditional sort of, 
you know, like 30 serial, serial-like style, like the swashbucking Elfin sort of thing of, of course I'll help you, I am Hercules, wow, right? He does this, <laughs> he's sort of like, oh yeah, I guess, yeah, fine, I guess, like, <laughs> he's so used to people asking for help, is it's not really, he's doing it because he knows he kind of has to, has to, you know, like he's worried that if he doesn't do it, someone will tell his mum. His human mum be like, you know, ask Hercules to help me with a hydra. And you know what? He turned me down. His mum be like, no. Oh, I'll have a word with him. No, I'll have a word with him. It's not on. It's not on. I know he's busy, but it's not on. So, yeah, he just sort of goes, oh, fine, I'll do it. Yeah, whatever. I guess I'm a Hercules. I have to just, you know. And it's so easy for me, man. I'm super strong. So, of course, I can stop it. It's just, you know, I'll do something else. But uh, fine, I'll do it. Anyway, I was watching a bit of that. And uh, so when I fell asleep on the train, I um I think I had a bit of a you know a bit of a sort of Greek um a Greek inspired a Greek myth inspired dream you know maybe it's the blood of my ancestors <laughs> rising, uh, so I'm pretty sure I said something crazy in my sleep like next to this poor woman like something you know like we will destroy Ares. <laughs> Or maybe I did like a a Xena like, I, I, oh, that's <laughs> you know I can't do it like I can't do that the crazy weird um, scream Xena used to do, um, but yeah to the woman sat next to me you won't be listening but if you somehow hear this I'm sorry all right. Then I was on the tube, and someone this woman was doing her makeup right, which was okay because. She didn't do the thing I really, really hate, and it has happened to me so many times, is when people on the tube do the f- nail varnish. Oh, oh, it's the worst. It's that horrible, toxic smell, right? And I'm I'm one of, you know, I have three sisters. And I'm the youngest. So as a kid, right, generally on the weekends, I was probably, you know, uh, I was being choked to death by various... Smells of nail varnish, okay, on a Sunday night. And I, oh it's, oh, it's toxic. And it's like, dude, there's enough horrible smells in London, right? Like, everything in <laughs> in London is just a horrible smell, okay? London is not even a place. It's a big, it's a big chemical smell, right? That's the thing, like, you smoke and... To be honest, in London, you might as well smoke because everyone is, is a smoker in London. You may have never had a cigarette in your life, but if you lived in London all your life, I guarantee it, you've probably got smokers' lungs. <laughs> Ugh. Anyway, still love it. Um, oh, yeah, that's the worst when they do that. But recently, I was uh, achieving as a guy smoking crack. Um, just had a crack pipe, and they smoke it on the, on the tube station. Uh and uh, two until like two big Polish people scared him off, um, and uh, afterwards I got on the tube and there was a guy sniffing glue uh, <laughs> in front of me. And you know what? I still rather have that than nail varnish. Yeah, <laughs> at least like the glue and the crack didn't really smell like compared to the nail varnish. So uh, that's my <laughs> that's my view. Okay, crack and. Um, <laughs> Glue over the smell of nail varnish. But I got really big news this morning, though, didn't I? You know, 
it wasn't news. It wasn't personal news, but it felt like it was. Tom Hanks, right? Tom Hanks, big, big Tom Hanks. Uh, Tom Hanks of Turner and Hooch has, he's now a Greek. He's been given an honorary Greek citizenship. Um, I don't know why. Um, I'm guessing it's something to do with his uh, wife, Rita Wilson, being half Greek, I believe. Um, or of Greek origin. Um, yeah, so that, or I don't know, they probably just knew some news in Greece, right? Because <laughs> it hasn't been going very well, has it? Um, <laughs> I would say there may be some corruption involved because, you know, it's Greek government. But, um, <laughs> but uh, you know, I can't, I don't want to think Tom Hanks has been corrupt. No, not Tom. Although in Cyprus at the moment, um, where my dad's family is from, um, you can buy uh, an EU citizenship for two million pounds. If you invest two million pounds in Cyprus, you get a citizenship. So all of you people in England um, <laughs> trying to, you know, prove that your great grand was Irish, uh, don't worry, just get two million pounds together and invest it in Cyprus. Bam, EU passport. So I'm hoping it's not that. I think you know it's just a nice gesture. But now Tom Hanks is Greek, all right? He is Greek, right? And I think we're thinking he wasn't born there, right? His parents aren't from there. He just has a citizenship. He's not Greek. No, he's Greek, all right? <laughs> I so much that I want them to redub all his films. You know, I want I want Forrest Gump to be redubbed. Be like, eh, you know, life is like a box of chocolates, yeah. Some bastard always takes all the good ones and leaves you with the toffees. <laughs> Saving Private Ryan, like, eh, hey, just leave him, it's fine. But our mission, eh, hey, I don't care. I, so what, yeah, you know, his brothers have died. Hey, you might don't think my brothers died? He hasn't. Yeah, but he could have done. Eh, <laughs> hey, I'm not doing it, I'm not going. <laughs> I'm going to get the, the scary news out before um, I go back to the fun stuff. Uh, did you read that Putin uh Russia have developed the first uh, hypersonic weapons, the first hypersonic missiles? Hypersonic, right? Even Doctor Who only has sonic power. Eh, it's not good, is it? It doesn't seem good. It's, you know, the guy who's most like a living Bond villain having <laughs> hypersonic missiles, apparently able to... Uh, bypass all of the u.s defense i wonder i wonder if donald trump now is uh <laughs> it has worked out why he put him in power in the first place because <laughs> obviously that didn't happen of course of course not <clears throat> um sorry <there's> a <laughs> if, if anyone's worried that uh <laughs> a russian person has just <laughs> stepped into my room right now and is threatening me to retract the last statement it really hasn't <laughs> but okay okay i'm sorry Pedro. Right. Okay. I'm sorry. Please. It will kill you. It will kill. You. But I. Okay. I'll retract it. <laughs> See, everything is fine. Um, Southampton is. It's very close to Salisbury, guys. All right. I'm just saying. <laughs> everything's fine. Anyway, uh, I asked some friends if they had any questions or whatever they want me to talk about. Uh, and a friend. I'm gonna keep you guys anonymous, right? Because I'm assuming that's what you want. You don't want to be associated with this because uh, you don't know where this podcast is going to go, all right? Um, <laughs> uh, he asked me, why do mirrors flip things horizontally but not vertically, right? 
good question. I have the answer. The reason is, is because um, what happens, right? Like, when you look at a mirror, right? And it's showing you, right? right? Apart from buying the mirror, that's free, right? And nothing comes free. We know this. Okay? And, and the reason why it flips in that way is because that's how it's processed um, to be sent off um, to the Russian government. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, every reflection of you, um, every reflection of the dawn of time has um, been going to the Russian government. Um, even before there was a Russian government, um, it was going there ready for them. Yeah. Uh, even during the Soviet Union, it said addressed to the Russian government while it was still Soviet Union. Um, that's yeah, that's how it went. <laughs> so yeah, that hope that answer helps, um, and also keeps you awake at night. Um, the film Candyman, you know, that he also was working for the Russian government. That's <laughs> oh no, he's back. Petrol's back. Oh god, oh god. I mean, there's no petrol. <laughs> I told you, I warned you. Okay, okay, stop. And also, why do I have such a stereotypical shitty accent like I'm? A villain in a bad 90s action movie. I don't know, all right? I can't really do the... Anyway. <laughs> All's fine here, guys. Everything is really good. <laughs> I'm going to do a, a regular thing here where um, I'm going to recommend a film, okay? And I'll try and make it a film that you may have not seen, but I don't know what you've seen, right? So <laughs> so you may have seen it, okay? But hopefully you haven't, um, because otherwise it's pointless, really. You know, because I've read so many of those... Every time they do this, like, top 100 films or top 10 films lists, right? And they're always the same. And you're like, what's the point? It's like, Shawshank Redemption, The Godfather, um, Star Wars, whatever. And you're like, okay, well, what's the point of me reading this? I know they're good films because I've read it before or I know it or whatever. Or if you disagree, you're like, yeah, okay. At least, you know, you read those. The best thing about those lists is when you're like, oh, we've not seen that. That sounds good. Okay. Um Except, like, I've looked at, I am, I've seen a lot of movies, right? And I keep looking for these lists, right, trying to find more uh, that I haven't seen. Um, you know, those, like, uh, I think Den of Geek does, like, um, a list of, like, underappreciated films from each decade. And there was one where I started reading it, and I'm like, oh, okay, I didn't think that would be good, but maybe, maybe I'm wrong, you know? And then... You know, a few other films with it, you're like, oh, I've seen those and those are terrible. I'm like, I, I don't trust you anymore, right? <laughs> so I'm going to recommend a film. And today I'm going to recommend Red Rock West, okay? Um, it is a film uh, from 1983, uh, directed by John Dahl. Um, and it is a sort of uh, neo-noir film with kind of a dark humor. I guess it's got a bit of a... Um, it's 1903, so I guess it's got a bit of a Coen Brothers vibe to it, if you need a reference in that way. Um, but it's John Dow, he did a lot of these kind of neo-noir films from the 90s, and they're worth checking out. Um, so this one is uh, it's Nicholas Cage and Dennis Hopper. Um, I'm not going to give too much like plot away, right? Just look it up, because I always get annoyed with reviews where they're just them telling you the plot. Which isn't what you want, right? You want them to tell you like what the film's like, what the experience is like, rather than like um, this happens and then he does this, and it's like no, I don't want. That's not a review either, right? That's not. You're not showing any skill. You're just writing down the plot of the film. You just, cop, you just get them to send the synopsis and print that. Um, but uh, I think so. It's um, 
Yeah, it's uh, Nicolas Cage, Dennis Hopper, Lara Flynn Boyle are the main um, cast. Oh, and J.T. Walsh and whoever played um, the extras in the diner scenes or in the bar scenes. They're in it too. Um, I think what's cool about it is it's like Nicolas Cage, early Nicolas Cage, right? When he was doing his sort of like cool, loner, sort of 50s kind of I'm alone like biker, but I'm sensitive, but I'm hard sort of thing, you know? Like he did in uh, artier films and independent films like Rumblefish. Um, and then also he did in sort of to a bigger degree, in like a bigger film, uh, Con Air. You know, in that he's he's meant to be like, he's like it's a sort of tough southern regular joe he's sort of like he's regular but he's been in the army so he's kind of rough uh guy it's like you know he looks tough but he's got a kind heart but he can kill that was sort of guy um he's sort of doing that in this um i think maybe a little less hard he's kind of but he's capable i guess what i find interesting is it's then got 90s dennis hopper right 90s dennis hopper everyone knows is dennis hopper just kind of chewing as much scenery as you can put in his mouth. He's like a hamster of scenery in the 90s, just shoving as much of it in as possible. <laughs> um, and he does that in this, and he's, he's great fun doing it. Um, so, I've, But the interesting thing is, like, Nicolas Cage is now in his 90s Dennis Hopper stage, right? Like, that's kind of what he's become now, uh, is the sort of guy you get with crazy eyes and, you know, to do these big big characters that are sort of weird and threatening at the same time. Um, I reckon if, like, Blue Velvet was made now, Dennis Hopper's role, that, you know, that would have had Nicolas Cage in it, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, mommy. Yeah. Mm. Uh, <laughs> that mm noise is my verbal equivalent of doing the big uh, <laughs> Nicolas Cage eyes, okay? So now I'm just going to try a little bit of sincerity. Yeah, that's right. And to all my friends going, really? You? Sincere? Yes, I'm going to try it. Yeah, let's try out some sincerity. Um, because it's Christmas time and it's, it's fun. I, I just wanted to reach out to anyone who is having a bad time. Um, because, you know, I've had my mental health problems and I will talk about them on the show when I uh, need to fill up some time, right? I'm going to try and just daily at the moment. Yeah, I know. So, um, like I said, I'm going for quantity over quality yeah and um so when i need to fill some episodes you might you know it might get personal okay <laughs> still gonna try and make it entertaining because otherwise what is the point of this of this podcast i mean i don't know what the point of this podcast is uh actually no i do don't i it's me trying to prove i exist right anyway back on road i go off on tangent a lot didn't i i even went off on a tangent to explain how i go off tan on a tangent off on a tangent is that the right way of saying it i don't know let's carry on but yeah for anyone out there um i'm gonna start doing i haven't sorted it out right because uh, i can't quite work out how to do it but <laughs> once i can uh, create new emails for my website um i'm gonna do one for anyone who is having a bad time uh with their mental health and you can just write in and you can just you know i'm gonna give you an opportunity to, to vent in some way okay um i can't promise that i'll read it if there's loads of them but i'm guessing it won't be so um because um at the moment you know no one knows this exists yeah it's just me and you man yeah you're listening to this now and you're like yes yeah, underground it's underground podcast is that me and two other people 
Um, but yeah, so you can write in if you've got some issues and you can write anonymously and you can say if you want me to read it. Um, also say if you don't want to read it, you just want to send it to me, all right? Just so you feel like you can reach out to someone as you know, and it's, you know, get something off your chest if you need to, all right? Um, yeah, so for any of you who have got through this period, um, maybe Christmas has like a hard, like has difficult thing meanings for you, you know, maybe bad things happen before you're on Christmas or, you know, you have family members you've lost and, you know, it's hard. Um, also, if you don't have much money, all these things are pushing your face, right? All these adverts of family together and spending money. And it's just like, if you don't have that, you're just constantly hit with, okay, that's what I'm meant to have, isn't it? Uh, fuck you, John Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And also, if you've got through it so far, um, New Year's Eve, I get, can also be hard, right? Because if you're alone, if you're single, right? Maybe you don't want to be single. Maybe you've just broken up with someone. I've had that before. Um, I had someone break up with me, and it's, you know, around this time, and it's difficult, right? Because everyone's doing like, you know, the midnight kiss, and I, I mean, it's nice if you can do it, right? But if you're not, if you're the guy watching other people do a midnight kiss on New Year's Eve, oh, that's when you do feel lonely, okay? <laughs> Someone's like, Where's you? and you're there, like, oh god, <laughs> another year. Please don't make me do another year of this. It's going to be fine. And uh, if you have, you know, got through well, don't forget through, man, because it can be tough. Uh, and most people don't see uh, your mental problems. That's the thing, right? Um, if you break your arm, people, you know, if you break your arm, people can go, oh, man, it must be tough, right? And they can, they can see how it might cause you problems. But when it's in your head, it's easier for them to ignore as well as yourself in some ways. I mean, you can't ignore it because you have to live it. But I mean, in terms of, fixing it um but also it's harder for people to when you try look for help it's hard because there's people who've experienced it and they can get it um but maybe you don't feel like talking to them right because they might be um you might be worried about giving them more than they have even though anyone who's had mental health problems would rather a friend talk about this to them right because they know what it's like but you might be like, oh, no, I don't want to bother them because they've got their own problems. Um, and then you've got people who don't really understand it. Um, people who, you know, they, they, they're caring, but they've never had it. They don't know what it's like. So the best they can kind of compare it to is maybe just being unhappy, right? Which is different from depression, um, if we're talking that specifically. But obviously there's a whole range of mental health issues. Um, but specifically depression, people who haven't had it, trying to go, oh, well, you know, when I'm feeling down, I'll have a cupcake or whatever. Not really saying that it's a grander thing than just feeling like, oh, I'm having a bad day. Um, I don't really know what I'm going with this apart from, you know, um, I'm hoping this in some way can be a connection, right? I'll try and talk about some of my issues and um, maybe that will help you think about yours. And um, I'm going to set up the email so if you do just want somewhere to send your thoughts or for someone to read them out for you to voice them for you without any name or whatever whatever could help i can't guarantee i can read them all or reply um or read them all out um but if i can at least set up a place where you can send something right because sometimes it's just about getting out anyway um 
on that note, because I'm worried this is going to start sounding like uh, like one of those 80s sort of, you know, those TV episodes of like sitcoms where they had to try and do a serious one, right? Like um, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air when uh, they did like, the drug episode. Um, yeah, I don't want it to be like that. Like on episode two, what are you doing? Like, hey, a special, this is a very special episode of Glee Exists. So I'm going to go back to uh, Greek Tom Hanks, all right? <laughs> Toy Story, because I just bought another one. Greek Tom Hanks and Toy Story. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Buzz, you think he's better than me? Yeah, I'm going to wrap my cord around his neck and break his plastic face. <laughs> True infinity. Ah, bullshit. There's a snake in my... There's no snake in my fucking boot. I killed the best snake. Do you know how to kill a snake? Yeah. You grab it by its head. Yes. You grab it by its head and you smack it. You swing it around, swing it around, then smash. Kill the thing. Um, okay, Woody. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> right, well, people are going to bed now, so I don't really want to wake them up with my booming voice. So I'm going to sign out, all right? This will be fun. And uh, I will carry on on the road that Denzel Washington in the film The Equalizer taught me, which is life and podcasts about progress, not perfection. So, yeah, it was fun. We got the origin episode out of the way, didn't we? Episode one. So this one's a bit more freedom. Uh, and then tomorrow, oh, I'll be back tomorrow. Um, let's see where, we, where this takes us, all right? So uh, don't let the bastards grind you down. Let's do this again sometimes. I've been Khalees. This Khalees exists. Bye. Bye-bye. Night-night.